Welcome to Coach Bennett's podcast, where every run has a purpose, where kindness is hardcore, where this is about running, and this is not about running, where every starting line is a finish line in disguise, where rambling still gets you where you need to be, where pineapple will never ruin your pizza, and the sodas, adult and not adult kind are always cold, and where there is room on the starting line for everybody. I'm Coach Bennett. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Coach Bennett's podcast, and this one, this one's a special one because this is the year review podcast. Even though, I mean, technically, there's still like ten days left in the year, eleven days left, ten days. I don't know. The point is, the year's not even over yet. But you know what? I think next week. I know what I want to talk about. So this week, we're going to do a little bit of a year in review, which you should be used to. I mean, pretty much every every app that you have that does a year in review doesn't even count December for the most part. So here I am doing a year in review late December. So I should get some bonus points, some brownie points for that. And I also am doing this because I think it's a great idea to do this. And I'm hoping I inspire you or instigate within you some type of a, I don't know, a look back of your own. So you can look back at the year that was, three, what pops out. And I had a few things that just came up immediately, okay? And that's usually how it works. It's either things that recently happened, obviously, because they're the things that are top of mind, or the biggest moments of the year. But then what occurred was I I tried to kind of take the flashlight or the spotlight on those big moments and kind of pan around them to see what was happening leading up to it what happened afterwards and surely enough you start shaking the dust off these other memories from 2023 and my hope is that at the end of this episode you do this exercise yourself you take some time you think about your 2023 because believe me if you do that a couple things are going to happen one you're going to find more big moments successes, things to be proud of, accomplishments, adventures you went on, then maybe you think you had, which I think is a great exercise because we're the first people to forget about the great stuff that we do. And on top of that, I mean, if you really think about it, the overwhelming majority of your life, you're going to forget unless you're documenting it, unless you're taking time to not just remember it, but to document it to write it down so my other ask did I ask you to do something already yeah, I guess I did think back over your year but the other thing I'm going to ask of you is to write about it to write it down so when this is over get some paper and write or you know you've got 10 11 days so you you figure out when but between now and 2024 take some time and write about your year it's your story which means it's a unique story which means it's an extraordinary story. And let me just tell you this, because of editing magic, you don't realize that it took me four different attempts to say it's an extraordinary story. I kept messing it up. Can you say that without messing it up? It's an extraordinary story. Wow. Anyway, the point is, write it down. All right. And I think this is a great exercise. Just every night before you go to bed, write a little bit about your day. After every run you do, write a little bit about the run that you just did. If you race, take some time and write about the race, the good and the not so good. It's a great exercise, okay? All right, let's move on. The first thing that came to mind as I was sitting there in this cafe in New York City was I've run every day in 2023 so far, which is a very big deal to me because as someone who, you know, one, never tried really to do a streak and also because if, if there was, you know, a weakness, it was laziness that I had as an athlete. And the laziness for me always showed up in really inconsistent training. So to be able to run every day so far, with still some days left in 2023, is a big deal. And I hit some milestones in 2023, uh, five years in a row, running every single day, at least five minutes. And Obviously, on the way to that was also 2,000 days in a row. So really excited. Or was it the opposite? Was it 2,000 days in a row came after five years? 
Yeah, I think so. I don't remember, but I hit both of them, which is kind of cool. And just as a little waiver here, I'm not doing the streak to do the streak. I'm doing the streak, or I should say the streak is occurring because I am enjoying going for a run every day. And it's important to me to go for a run every day. So that's why. But that was kind of a big deal. It also allowed me to kind of look back and like, there's a lot of runs Obviously, we're at like 350-something runs this year, so I can kind of remove myself a little bit and not see them as individual runs, but kind of see them as like a collection of runs and tell you my longest run this year was not my longest run ever. My fastest run this year was not my fastest run ever. My hardest run this year was not my hardest run ever. But I will tell you this, I did a couple of runs in February of 2023 in Portland in the snow that are up there with the most beautiful runs I've ever done. And what stood out this year on those runs was I made a point to stop and soak up some of that run by not running, by taking a moment, looking back at my tracks in the snow, looking ahead at the snow that had no tracks in them and realize I am going to make my mark in this snow, to look up at the trees, to look up at the brook. I mean, it sounds like I'm, I'm making like a Norman Rockwell painting here, but there's this brook in the woods nearby and with the snow falling and the brook making a lot of noise, I made sure I stopped and I just soaked it all in. And guess what? So I'm out for 30 minutes and three of those minutes, I wasn't running. Okay. Did it affect me fitness-wise? No. Did it, you know, did it rob me of endurance? Nope. You know what? I stopped probably less on this run in the woods than I would if I was doing a normal run on the roads where I have to stop at a bunch of lights. So sometimes you just got to get over yourself and realize, you know, the difference between this run being a good run and this run being an extraordinary run is sometimes just stopping the run for a moment and soaking it all up as weird as that sounds, but it's true. And those are the runs that stood out to me more than any other this year. I did have a couple that then suddenly reared their heads after I started thinking about those February runs. For instance, there was a run on the Wildwood Trail, which I ran solo that kind of turned into a longer run accidentally. I was enjoying running on this trail that I had never run on before. And I'll give a shout out to my wife's friend, Chloe, who took my wife on this trail. And my wife said, why don't you come along? Cause she had never run on it. She goes, so I know you've never run on it. Why don't you go and check it out? And I did. And it was awesome. And you can tell a run or a trail is a great trail or a great run. If you say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to run for, I'm making it up 30 minutes. I'm going to go out 15 minutes and then I'm going to come back or I'm going to, I'm going to run an hour. So I'm going to go out 30 minutes and come back or whatever it is. And you go 10 minutes beyond the turnaround point, which means you're not looking at your watch anymore. You're just running. You're just lost in your thoughts or lost in the landscape. And that's what happened to me. So Wildwood Trail is one of those trails that I want to hit up in 2024. And it also reminded me that I need to explore more. I need to hit some new trails. So the cool part about the exercise of looking back is not just you uncovering so much of your story that you just lived over the last year. It's also going to shake things up inside you. And it's going to remind you that there are things you want to do in 2024. Sometimes it's things you want to repeat that you did in 2023 or things you did in 2023 that are inspiring you to do something different in 2024. So for me, just going on that Wildwood Trail for the first time and having such a great run, it just inspired me to actually explore some new trails in Portland. Oh, and by the way, the end of the run, I was falling apart. I had gone too long and I was falling apart. So it wasn't this run that ended with me having, you know, some runner's high where I thought I was floating and an out-of-body experience. It was actually me falling apart. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do these last five minutes, which made me laugh at the time. So sometimes your best runs aren't the runs where you feel your best the entire time. Just another thing to remember. 
And as I was looking back at my year of running in 2023, and like I mentioned, I was very proud of it because I, I ran every day. And I know there were some, there were some days where I really had to find the time to get this run in or the motivation to get the run in. And I did it. And I'm super proud of that. But I will say this, having gone through that, I also saw a lot of things that I didn't do that I'm not beating myself up about, but things I didn't do that I realized I really wished I had, you know? So they're not like full-blown regrets. They're kind of like JV regrets. But since I can't change that, I can't change what I did, what I can do is remind myself that these are things that I want to do. And sometimes I may convince myself they're not that important to me or that I don't want to do them. I'll give you a couple of examples. Like I did very few speed runs in 2023. And I absolutely, positively want to do more speed runs in 2024. Not because I'm thinking I want to work on speed and all that. It's because I want to mix up my running and have more fun with my running. I want my run to be more diverse. I want increased diversity in my running. It's also why why it's also why I want to explore some new trails. But the other thing is I want to race in 2024. I didn't race at all in 2023. I'm at a point now where I know I will not set a new personal best in any common event. I will never run faster in the 5K than I already have. I will never run faster in the 10K than I already have. I will never run faster in the mile than I already have. But I want to race all those events because I can run a better mile. I can run a better 10K. I can run a better 5K, a smarter mile, a smarter 5K, a smarter 10K. And more than anything, what I'm going after has nothing to do with the clock. I want to get nervous. I want the butterflies. I want to be on a starting line and just have that feeling where it's like, you feel like there's electricity going through your body and it's, it's a little uncomfortable and it's also really exciting. I want that. I want to, I want to cross a starting line and not know what's coming at me not know how I'm going to handle things. I want to put myself in a position where I'm going to have to have some hard conversations with myself. I want to be challenged. I want to race again. I could not care less about how fast I'm going to race in 2024. I just want to race. I want to have some fun. And I don't need to be in great shape to do any of this stuff. That used to hold me back, especially when I stopped running um, competitively kind of at the elite level, post-collegiately, when I stopped running for uh, the Nike farm team, I didn't race for a few years because I always thought like, well, I'm not fit enough. I'm not fast enough. Um, you know, I'm not at the level I want to be. So I'm not going to go run some 5K because it's not worth it. If I can't run a certain pace, I can't, you know, run a certain time. If I'm not going to be able to battle for a certain place, that's gone. That is gone. I just want to have some fun and race. That's what I want to do. I want to have some fun and race. And I'm not just talking road races. I want to do cross-country races. I want to get on some trails and do some trail racing. I want to get on the track and not just the track. I want to race indoors in 2024. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it happen, but I'm going to look into it. And I just want to have some fun. So that was something that kind of came out of me looking back and being really proud of 2023. I suddenly saw some things that maybe weren't occurring in 2023 that, you know, I realized, hey, you know, I I think this would have been even better. But rather than focusing on, oh, 2023 wasn't that great because I didn't do this, I thought, I can make 2024 pretty badass by just taking the learnings from 2023. So that's, that's you know, a couple things. There, there was a few things also that I looked at and I thought I can make 2024 easier too because if I look at some of, um, maybe some stretches of running that weren't that great, weren't that strong, um, and, and could have been, okay, it usually came down to planning. So in 2023, there were some, there were some stretches where I just wasn't planning runs. I wasn't even thinking about it. So they were just kind of, 
happening. And sometimes that's great. Um, but for me, if I'm planning, it doesn't have to be constantly, but if I'm consistently planning when I'm going to run, I usually have a better run. That's for me personally. So if I know like, hey, tomorrow it's going to be really hot, I'm running at seven in the morning. Like I'm going to have a better run. If I don't plan, what happens is that I, I won't randomly run at the right time. So it's like when I'm, when I'm going for a run and maybe the conditions are not great, I don't randomly do the right things. I usually do the wrong things. I put off the run and then suddenly I'm running in the dark, but it's at like 8 or 9 p.m. and it's still really hot. When if I had planned it, I would have run it at the right time. So those are some, that's a, like a lesson I looked at like from 2023. Hey, guess what? 2024, let's, let's just do a little bit of work the day before. It's, it's a two-minute conversation with myself. Hey, Chris, when do you want to run tomorrow? Okay, well, let's look at the schedule. What do you have going on? This would be the best time to run because this is when you're going to be near a trail or this is when you've got the most time to relax before and after. This is, you know, it's going to be a hot day, a cold day, a rainy day, whatever. This is the best time to run. Let's try to run during that time. It's literally that simple for me. That's all I need to do. And if I do that, I'm going to have a much better run. So that was something that I looked at. Um, One other thing was uh, strength training. And I'm not trying to turn this into like, oh, I've got to do all of these different things and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to start, you know, you know, counting how many pushups I'm doing every day. It's not that. It's me just looking and saying there's a um, small amount of work that I could add into my life where the payoff is is far, far greater. You know, when I was working in finance, there was always this this discussion of risk and reward. Okay, so if you're going to take a risk in finance, there has to be a reward that matches it, that says this is the reward is worth the risk or the risk is worth taking because of the potential reward. With strength training, it kind of throws that away. There's not so much a risk to it. My point is the amount of work I'm putting in in strength training, it, it is nothing compared to the benefit I get. So me just doing a little bit of strength training is is going to make me such a better athlete because I'm not really doing enough and I'm at a point now where I need to be doing some for a number of different reasons but it's just it's just going to make me a far better athlete and if I'm a far better athlete right now I'm going to have better runs but I'm also going to be able to do all the other stuff better too like I want to start skateboarding again I have a skateboard. One of them got stolen two years ago, by the way. So I doubt anyone listening to the podcast stole the skateboard out of the back of my car. But if you did, you're a douche canoe. I got to tell you, okay? I think stealing stuff from other people like douche canoe. So anyway, we'll park that. That was a different year. But I have a different skateboard. I want to skateboard more. And skateboarding takes different muscles and a lot of balance. So if I'm working on some strength training, I'm going to be able to skateboard better. And if I can skateboard better, I'll skateboard more. And if I skateboard more, that's going to help my running too. So there's this whole like cascading effect of like cool stuff that comes out of just doing some basic strength training. And it really inspired me. I think it was two or three podcasts ago where I went over some basic, simple strength training um, exercises and drills that you could do. And it's inspired me to start incorporating that more into my life. So it's not random. It's something that's consistently happening each week. And it doesn't take much. It does not take much at all. So strength training was another thing that kind of popped up as I was looking back at my year in review and thinking, what went well? Um, What am I super proud of? And what are some areas where I think, hey, you know what? That's important to me and I didn't do as much of it as I would have liked to have done in 2023. Let's make sure we make it a priority in 2024. So yeah, strength training, there you go. And it all comes back to skateboarding. Doesn't it always come back to skateboarding? The answer is no, but sometimes it does. Okay, what else? Um, well, the, you know, after thinking about the year of running and the fact that I'd run every day um, and I was very proud of some of the runs that I did and um, it got me thinking a little bit more about this year was probably the easiest year to go for a run for me on a daily basis. In years past, sometimes it was a struggle. 
Like it was just, it was harder. I, I had to like work to remember that I wanted to run. I had to work to remember that the run was good for me. I had to work to remember that getting out the door was a benefit. And, you know, they say, you know, some people go, well, it takes three weeks to develop a habit. Or, you know, some say it takes a month, some take six weeks or 90 days. I, I think for me, it took five years because this fifth year was by far the easiest one for me to just get the run in. I'm not saying it was always easy. It definitely absolutely was not. But on those days when I'd put it off, on those days where there wasn't that much time or the weather really sucked, I still just got my stuff on and I went for the run. I Yes, I still complained. Yes, I still kind of cursed the bad weather. Yes, I, I got mad at running sometimes because it wasn't so easy to start the run. But this was by far the easiest year. So for some people, they can develop a habit in weeks or months. For me, it, it took about 2,000 days, almost 2,000 days for me to develop the habit of, guess what? I'm going for a run. If I'm healthy, I'm going for a run. And uh, yeah, and I was able to do it. So I was really proud of the fact that um, I've gotten to that point where I can just get the run in. I know I'm going to get the run done. Now, keep in mind... I haven't done the run yet today and it's dark and it's cold and I'm on the East coast, but I'm going to do it. So I'm not concerned about it. Whereas, you know, three years ago, two years ago, a year and a half ago, I'd be like, Oh, this is tough. Am I actually going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to go do it. And, um, the other thing that, um, I hinted at earlier about the runs in February of this year, I was really proud of the fact that I took the time to really look around on runs where I realized it's something, something special on this one. It could have been the snow. It could have been uh, daybreak and the sun rising. It could have been dusk and the sun was falling. Um, it, it could have been uh, just where I was, who I was with. I was really, I think, aware and in the moment more this year in 2023 on my runs. I was much more likely to stop um, and take a picture if I wanted to, as opposed to say, well, if I take a picture, I got to stop for 30 seconds and that's soft. Oh, shut up, dude. Like, just give me a break. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's going to be something that I'm going to enjoy later on. And it's going to trigger a memory when I see this picture. And I think, wow, I remember what the sun looked like on the trail at that moment. And it was beautiful. Or remember when I saw the owl not the one that was attacking me a few weeks ago when I saw the owl in the tree. I'm going to stop and I'm going to take a picture of the owl because owls are crazy and terrifying and the way they move their heads. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize, one, how gigantic owls are. And two, they're terrifying. They're terrifying. And they're awesome, aren't they? Like awful and awesome and awe-inspiring. Anyway, this is not about owls. So if you're like some kind of owl lover, that was your moment. We're moving on. But I was very, very proud of myself and happy that I paid attention on so many runs and made a point to pay attention on so many runs. And speaking of so many somethings, guess what else happened in 2023? Well, started not one, but two podcasts. The first one to Coach Bennett's Talking, started with Coach Bennett the Greater, that's Coach Tammy of the Show Up Society, Mindset Coach Extraordinaire, started that one, and I'm eternally thankful to her for a lot of things, but we'll keep it um, you know, tight here. I'm so thankful that uh, she started that first podcast with me. I asked her to do it. She didn't need to do it. And she knew that it was going to be basically the bridge for me to do my own. But I needed uh, the protection of doing one uh, that, that she gave. And I had so much fun doing it. And she said, all right, if we're going to do this, you're going to edit it because you got to learn how to do it. And we did a bunch of those. And then I finally had enough guts to do my own. So that became this, Coach Bennett's Podcast. And here we are at episode 29, which means next week will be episode 30, and there was the special NXN one and the trailer one, which means at the end of 2023, there will be 32 Coach Bennett's podcasts. 
which I'm really, really excited about. And I'm so thankful to all of you for listening to it. And alongside that, I started in mid-December, I think it was mid-December, late December of 2022, Coach Bennett's newsletter. And we've had a ton of those additions as well. So I've been pumping out consistently Coach Bennett's newsletter, Coach Bennett's podcast, and the two Coach Bennett's talking has gotten inconsistent, but we're going to try to make it consistent. So once this uh, holiday season is done, I think we're going to get back on track with the every two weeks. But I was really excited about um, the content that was being created. I hate the word content. I like the word created. The stuff, stuff is not a great word either. But I'll just say I'm really happy with what was created. How about that? And I think it's essential. Just like I think you need physical activity, I think you need to create things as well, which is why I'm constantly telling so many of you, write. And if you're someone who's like, ah, I'm not sure if I'm going to write, fine. Figure out what you need to do to have that outlet. You need it. Believe me, just like you need a physical outlet, it is not good for you to not move all day long when you can move. Yes, if you absolutely, yes, I'll give the waiver. If you're sick, if you're injured, I get it. If you're burnout, fantastic. You know what I'm talking about. If you can move, your body wants to move. It needs to move. It's just, it's so good for you spiritually, emotionally, physically, mindfully to move. I was driving the other day past um, a school playground and these kids it's I love this playground because it's so busy it's so busy there are some playgrounds you go by and the kids aren't as busy as this one these kids are there's there's dozens of different games going on there's kids running all over the place they're yelling they're screaming there's balls flying everywhere it's awesome and as a former teacher I realized just how essential it is for kids to have that physical outlet to be able to get outside move scream yell get the heart rate up sweat a little bit get some of the aggression out and just be a physical force it's so important especially when you want them to be thinking critically and um being able to handle themselves, sitting in a seat for 50 minutes at a time. Move, move, move. But it's also important to create absolutely, fundamentally, which is also why, here's me on my soapbox for one minute. Let me just be on my soapbox for 30 seconds. It is asinine to cut funding for arts and athletics. Asinine. Completely, totally asinine to cut those things and think like, well, you know what? We need more time in math. We need more time in science. You know what you need? You need to check yourself because if you want better grades in math and science, make sure these kids have creative outlets and physical outlets. That's how they're going to be better in class. That's what I believe. You don't have to believe it. You can believe whatever you want. I think you're wrong. But anyway, if you can give the kids a chance to be on a stage, to play an instrument, to run around a track, to throw a ball, th- this this is part of being human, a full human. We're not so we're not just supposed to bury our face in a book. You're supposed to move, create, and learn. That's what it's all about. That was over thirty seconds. I'm now moving on, but I am going to challenge you in 2024 to create more, whatever it is, whatever it is. And remember, when you write in your running log, you're creating. When you're doing a run, you're creating physical movement. Create more. Maybe it's an instrument. Maybe it's a one-act play that you write that you put on for yourself in front of a mirror or in your community theater. I don't know, but create, okay? The world's a better place when you're creating art and when you're creating physical movement, okay? There we go. All right. I'm officially off my soapbox. Okay, I have a goal every year that I set for how many books I want to read. Now, I'm always reading a fiction and a nonfiction book, okay? This year, my goal was 25. I'm in a little bit of a jam, 
We have less than two weeks to go, and I'm about to finish my 19th book, which means I have six books to hit my goal. Now, it's an arbitrary number. I just made up. It's it's it. I don't have to hit 25, but I'm a little bummed out because there were some periods there where my reading just was wonky, and it's my fault. Again, I was not giving myself the time that I had to read. So sometimes I was getting into bed too late. My fault. It wasn't because I was busy doing something. Some people have the excuse. I did not. I was getting up early, and instead of reading, which I would normally do, I was getting on my phone, which I didn't need to do. So there were a little things, you know, spread throughout. But, you know, so those are some things that on their own don't sound like much, but over 52 weeks when you're doing this consistently, you're not going to get consistently good results. When I am waking up earlier and saying, I'm going to start my day by reading, or I'm going to get into bed a little earlier, and I'm going to ease into the nighttime by reading, guess what happens? Consistently good things tend to happen for me, especially when it comes to reading. But I'm going to go through my favorite fiction and nonfiction books so far, because keep in mind, I am still reading. I think I'm going to be able to probably knock out two or three more before the end of the year. But so far, my best fiction book of 2023 was Wool, W-O-O-L, which is uh, book number one of the Silo series by Hugh Howey. Fantastic. I'm currently reading book number two, and I'll tell you this, for a sequel, the first 150, 180 pages of book two are the best 150, 180 pages of a sequel I think I've ever read. That's strong. But yeah, so I would say Wool was probably my best fiction book and um my runner up for best fiction book of 2023 that i read was by lindsey fay called fatal flame now i've read about five or six lindsey fay books every single one of them has been great this one fatal flame is the third book in a series that i loved and i think it's over i think this is technically the last book in the series which breaks my heart because i could read i could read an infinite number of books uh, in this series about Timothy Wilde, who's a cop in New York City uh, in the 19th century. Anyway, but Fatal Flame, um, Gods of Gotham, I believe, is the first book in the series, Gods of Gotham. Um, so Lindsay Fay, though, anything she writes is really, really great. So I would check that out. But those are the two best fiction books I've read. Nonfiction um, is one I actually just finished. That was by Hisham Matar. The Return, Fathers, Sons, and the Land Between. Just finished that. Best book I've read, uh, nonfiction, so far in 2023. So it makes sense to me that this book had also won the Pulitzer Prize. So, the, you know, you folks at the Pulitzer, you picked right because it was great. And my runner-up for best fiction book in 2023 that I read was Robert E. Lee and Me by Ty Seidel. So Ty Seidel was, I believe, head of the history department at West Point, uh, a, a soldier in the U.S. Army, and wrote this book. And it's, uh, and it's a really excellent book where he's reconsidering his relationship growing up in Virginia and how Robert E. Lee was looked at and him having to come to terms with really almost the willful ignorance that you get sometimes um, growing up um, just from, you know, your community and the people around you and what you're taught and, uh, what you tend to believe, whether it's, uh, real or not, but it was a great, great book. So those, I'll put links to all four of those books, but reading wise, those were, those were some of the books that I read that were fantastic. I also got to see, I'm going to jump right into something else here because I also don't want this to be crazy long. I really wanted this to be more, hopefully, an inspiration for you to be looking back at your 2023. Um, Music-wise, I finally got to see Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band live. I had gotten to see Springsteen on Broadway a few summers ago, but I had never seen Bruce and the E Street Band live. I can say this now, because I've been living in fear forever as, as a Jersey boy, because I didn't want anyone to know I hadn't seen him because I love Bruce and somehow I'd never seen him in the E Street Band live. Last February, I saw him at the Moda Center in Portland. Dude's 72 years old, three-hour concert. Well, actually, it was two hours and 45 minutes. No breaks for him. 
The band got off the stage a couple times. No breaks for him. The dude threw down for two hours and 45 minutes the entire time. Do you know how hard it is to sing for two hours and 45 minutes in a row while you're running around, playing guitar, making sure the crowd is happy, and he's 72? Rock star status? The dude is the rock star as far as I'm concerned. The show was so amazing. I can't wait for him to go back on tour. I think he had um, an ulcer, so he had to cancel his European tour. I should say reschedule it. But if you've never seen him, I don't care if you listen to his music or not, you need to see him. And that's something that has inspired me going forward. There are certain artists I haven't seen yet in, in concert that are getting older. You got to see these people. Because newsflash, sometimes time goes by. And you look back and you realize, I had an opportunity to see these people, and I didn't. So if you have the opportunity, if you have the ability to see some of these people, whoever your heroes are, and it, does, it doesn't have to just be music, it can be any of the arts, it can be sports, it, it, it just doesn't matter. Get the opportunity. If you have the opportunity, take the opportunity. It's not something that you're going to regret. Okay, and speaking of live music, I'll tell you this. I also got to go to a festival on the beach in Asbury Park in September called the See Here Now Festival. And one of the bands that I'd seen in the past but hadn't seen in, I'd say, 30 years, which is crazy, were the Beach Boys. Now, obviously, it's not the entire original group of Beach Boys, but there were a few of the original Beach Boys in there, and they rocked. They rocked it. And the concert uh, went over two days. There were some really great artists. Uh, Sheryl Crow was there, put on a great show. Another band that was there was Weezer, which I'm a big Weezer fan. Just got to let you know. But the uh, the speakers blew out during theirs, so that, that kind of sucked. But what made up for it was I made my way up to as close as I could get for the Foo Fighters, and loudest loudest show I've ever been to. It was the third time I had seen the Foo Fighters. The first two times were in clubs. The first one was in Chapel Hill before the first album even came out. The second time was after their second album came out when I was in college, and I saw them in Raleigh. This was the first time I saw them with the amps fully, you know, on 11. This one goes to 11, and it was insane. Dave Grohl, tipping my cap to you. You know how to put on a show my friend but that was pretty amazing and then the other concert that kind of stood out for me I didn't even go in my daughters were in there Um, they got to see Taylor Swift Um, I I gotta say like man she knows how to put on a show as well I mean just even from outside the stadium it was it was incredible it was amazing so tip of the cap also to Miss Swift um, moving on, because I know I'm kind of, I'm coming, I wanted this to be like 40, 45 minutes and we're basically there. So I'm going to move kind of quickly. The other thing that kind of stood out of 2023 for me was how many different places I got to run and how many new places, places I'd never been before I got to run. Top of the list, Mexico City. What's up, Mexico? I got to run in Mexico City. It was amazing. And as someone who's a history junkie, just It was a feast for the eyes. I got to tell you that I was not there long enough to do anything close to what I really wanted to do. I was I was working. So I was in and I was kind of out. But the runs I was able to go for runs and explore at least a little bit. And I'm so thankful for this sport because without it, I probably would have stayed in the hotel room. So I would have thought, how much ground am I going to cover? But when you're running, you can cover some ground. And I got to go into the park. It was amazing i got to see the castle it i mean you know and i'm nerding out about the every statue i'm passing it was just really really amazing it also helped that on one of the runs i was with joan benoit samuelson which was really cool and i wanted to stop and take pictures if you've ever run with Joni, she does not like to stop like which makes sense you know she's just a hardcore badass but she doesn't like to stop it was actually funny we bumped into some people um, that had recognized us and you know they said can we take a picture and I was like of course she's like yeah of course coach will take a picture and I was like come on let's just let's just take a picture now part of the reason why I wanted to take a picture with these people was because you're at altitude in Mexico City and I was hurting Joni just throws down all the time and I was hurting so if you see me 
and I'm running with Joni, I will always stop to take a picture because I'm probably dying. Anyway, Mexico City, I got to go for some runs, which reminds me, Boston, I got to visit a couple times and got to go not just for some runs around Boston, I went and walked around Boston, which was fantastic because I had the time. So there was no stress. I wasn't worried about, am I going to get to see it? I actually had some free time. I walked around Boston. What a beautiful city. And again, incredibly rich in history. I got to go to Atlanta and I got, which I've, I've run it once in Atlanta before, but it was at a track meet. So everything was based around the actual track. This was the first time I got to actually run in Atlanta and I got to be there with the uh, Atlanta run club, which was fantastic. Just awesome people, huge turnout, a lot of fun. That was really cool. That stood out. I spent two days in Miami, which was amazing in June um, for uh, International Running Day, which was super cool. Tip of the cap to Frankie Ruiz, too, for that. And I got to meet with his team, Bell and Jesuit, which, by the way, was fourth at NXN Nike Cross Nationals. That's the highest finish ever by a Florida high school team. And I got to um, run with the Brickell, um group and, I mean, I, I don't even know how many people were there, 700, something crazy. It was amazing. It might have been more. I'm, I, I, it was unreal. That's actually where I recorded the first podcast. We're in the hotel room in Miami. That's where the trailer happened, and Miami brings the heat. So I always am going to have a little affinity for the cruise down in Miami because that's where Coach Bennett's podcast actually was first recorded. And I got to run in New York City a whole bunch of times, obviously the Jersey Shore. If you ever follow me on social media, you'll see that if I'm ever on the East Coast, I spend a lot of time on the boardwalks along the Jersey Shore. Um, I got to run in Pennsylvania, and I got to actually go to the University of Pennsylvania to watch a a meet, which was a lot of fun because uh, the track there is at Franklin Field, historic Franklin Field where the Penn Relays are, so that's always special. I got to go to not just... Um, Nike Indoor Nationals at the Armory, 168th Street, Washington Heights in New York City. But I also got to go to Nike Outdoor Nationals at Hayward Field. I got to go to the U.S. National Championships, also at Hayward Field. And I got to go to Nike Cross Nationals, which were in Portland just two weeks ago. So I got to go to a lot of really fun meets. And obviously, there were a lot of meets in between there. The Ivy League Championships, I got to go to Oregon Relays. What I'm trying to say is I got to really be a fan this year. I saw a lot of track and field and cross country, which was great. One of the things that I would love to do is at some point see a long ultra trail run and be a fan, whether that's like helping out at a station or something like that. I'm good at that stuff. I can help out. You know, I was a coach. I'm good at picking up sweats and getting drinks and food and, you know, making sure everything's okay and new socks and all that stuff. But I I love those support crews at ultras. I just think those people are just complete rock stars. Obviously, the ultra runners are rock stars. I mean, if you're a music fan, you know the rock star. There's a lot of rock stars around them that make that rock star be able to be on stage and sound like a rock star. You know what I mean? Somebody's tuning the guitar. Somebody's making sure the mics work. Somebody's making sure the lights are doing what the lights are supposed to do. Somebody's making sure the fog machine is working. There are a lot of people working to make that rock star be a rock star. And it's not just the rock star. So to me, when I see the support crews at an ultra, again, I guess I'm just tipping my cap to lots of people. Is that kind of my thing now? I'm just tipping the cap. But I think that's something that you should be thinking about too is, What types of things would you like to go and cheer? It's not just what you want to do. Who do you want to support? Who do you want to cheer for? Who do you want to clap for? You know, like that excites me. I want to go back to the Boston Valentine Invitational because that might have been my favorite meet of the year because there's this, this just period where there's just mile heat after mile heat after mile heat that is just amazing. It's like, 15 heats of the mile and the crowd's going crazy and all these college athletes are setting like you know huge pbs it's just uh, unbelievable and i want to go there and i want to cheer again i want to be there clapping and screaming and yelling and letting these athletes know like you have fans that appreciate what you're doing so for you it might be you want to go to 
the marathon in the city near where you live, or maybe you want to go to a high school meet and cheer these kids on. Maybe it's a master's championship, or like I said, maybe it's a support crew at an ultra. But looking back at 2023, I realized I want to be back on the sidelines cheering for athletes again in 2024 because it's, it is just so inspiring and so good for my soul to see people running pushing themselves, challenging themselves, competing with and not against each other. I see enough people competing against each other on the news every damn day. I like to go to a meet and actually see humanity at its best, not its worst. And for me, I think a race, a track meet, you know, that's that's getting pretty close to us at our best. Okay, I got two more things and then and then I'm going to wrap it up and then I'm just going to challenge you to be doing the same thing, looking back at your ear and hopefully instigating conversations internally that will hopefully inspire you to have an even better 2024, an even stronger 2024, an even happier 2024, because that's how you can really celebrate 2023. Let 2023 lead you to an even better 2024. That's, I think, how you can show respect to the year that you just lived. Have 2024 be a wiser, kinder, 2023 you know what I mean like that's what it is that's how you show growth right you learn from your mistakes and you also build off your victories your accomplishments and your breakthroughs that's how 2024 can be a better version of 2023 anyway all right so the two movies that kind of stuck out for me this year were Barbie should be no surprise saw it in the movie theater I I thought it was fantastic and I'll tell you what when I first when I saw the first pictures come out and I think it was of Barbie and Ken on uh the beach in Santa Monica and they had like the bright pink outfits I think they might have been roller skating I was like this looks awful awful and was I ever wrong it was fantastic it was great writing was brilliant the acting was brilliant I had so much fun and the message that was given wasn't beat over your head and on top of that it was just so obvious you know anyway I really liked Barbie the other movie I saw that wasn't in the movie theater that was I believe from 2022 but was extraordinary was everything every everything everywhere all at once right everything everywhere all at once yes wow I watched that at home watched it with Tammy unbelievable unbelievable real and it was so fantastical it was so just bonkers and weird and beautiful so if you haven't seen if you haven't seen if you haven't seen either of these movies i i highly recommend you do i really do i really think you should go see both of them and i think you can rent both of them now or stream them or whatever whatever the hell people do anyway those were the two movies that kind of stuck out for me i'm really looking forward to a whole bunch of movies coming out in the next couple of months we can talk about that some other time if you want me to do kind of a books and movie podcast i'll do it i'm also by the way a little sneak peek here i'm all over the place right now cuz i'm trying to wrap up but what i also might start doing i don't know if it's going to be weekly or monthly or every other week i want to do a little stories Yeah, like a standalone podcast that's maybe like 10 to 20, 25 minutes long, who knows, where I just tell you a story about a great event or a great race or a person. And it's just, yeah, it's just a standalone thing, just a little storytelling because it's hard to kind of fit that in to the podcast and do some of the other things I want to do in the podcast. So you let me know if that if that sounds like something you'd be interested in. Okay, the last thing, the thing that I think in 2023 stood out for me the most, kind of the memory where if I'm thinking about like 2023, what's the what's the one thing where I'm like, ooh, look at that. And there were a lot of amazing things in this year, okay, it was actually a hike I did with Tammy on Father's Day. She took me to this place called Dog Mountain. And it took us, I think, I got to look, I want to say maybe two hours, hour and 45 minutes to hike to the top of it. And it started out and it was a little cloudy and cool. That was about it. But as we were getting, you know, higher and higher and higher and this hike, just it was deep in the woods and it was, it was a tough climb at some times. And 
we got to the top and it got really windy and it started to rain and the cold rain was hitting us in the face and the trail was getting, you know, kind of narrow and rocky and you're starting to like look off to the side and you're like, this is starting to get a little dangerous, but we made it to the top. And then on the way down, it was so steep. And sometimes you don't realize how steep a hill is until you go down it. Going up it, yes, it's difficult. Going down it, it's treacherous. And it was so treacherous going down, we basically had to run the entire way down. And as a result, running downhill for, you know, a couple miles, really steep, you're basically doing like baby lunges. I was so sore for so many days, but that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is that was, that was, that to me was 2023. It was a really, really tough climb at times. There was some rough weather at times. There were some absolute glorious moments of beauty at times. And like, it was just a little bit of everything. Everything it was just a powerful day. And it was really not even a day. It was a couple of hours. But to me, if there was one thing that kind of jumps out at me, 2023, it's the hike, Dog Mountain, Father's Day with Tammy. So a lot of lessons I took from that, a lot of memories. And part of it is because, you know, I did write down some stuff about it. So I was able to kind of go back to that, read it, and have these things really kind of jump out at me and go, oh, yeah, it's only been a couple months and I'd forgotten about that. Thank God I wrote this down. Thank goodness I took these pictures of these different moments because I can remember this day, this hike, these miles, this uphill, this downhill. And I'm really thankful for that. And I'm hoping that this episode of this podcast doesn't force you. It inspires you to do the same for your 2023 because I know there's a lot of great stuff from your past year. I know there's a lot of things that you did that you're proud of. I know there's a lot of moments that you're going to want to hold on to that you can look at and say, yeah, I'm a badass. And yes, I'm sure there are stumbles and there are mistakes and there are regrets because there should be. There should be. And you can learn from those too and bring those into 2024 with you. You don't have to leave those behind. Those are a part of you. And they can help you become a better version of yourself. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of my little jog down memory lane. And I can't wait to come back for episode 30, which will be the last episode of 2023. So, as always, thank you so much. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Please share the podcast with friends and family and teammates. It really does make a big difference. If you could rate the podcast, I would really appreciate it, especially if it's a good rating. And if you could leave a review, especially if it's a good review, I would really, really, really be thankful. So thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Thank you so much for listening to Coach Bennett's podcast today. And if you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast and whatever platform you're listening, well, I really wish you would because it helps a lot. Also, check out the show notes because you'll find a link to Coach Bennett's newsletter as well as all the social media sites that I'm on. Places like Threads and Facebook and Instagram and Mastodon and YouTube and even the artist formerly known as Twitter, whatever that dumpster fire is called today, you'll find a link to it because I'm on there. Thank you so much again for listening. And until next time, take care of yourself.